Yeah, I left the Iran-Iraq war zone. I came to the UK, couldn't speak a word of English and suffered an eye defect. And when I first started out, I never even wanted to put my hand up in class, let alone do a career where it involves talking and helping other people. But that weakness became my super strength, my ability to read people, their verbals and their non-verbals, which I've taken into my career as a headhunter and as a coach. And I've been doing this for what, 25 years now. I've been placed over 3,000 people globally, and I'm ranked in the top 1% according to LinkedIn of all headhunters and coaches. So yeah, that's a little snapshot of, uh, of how that happened. That's seriously impressive. So what do you do when someone comes to you and they're stuck in a rut in their career? What sort of help do you give advice? First and foremost, we have to have the honest conversation and yet the hardest conversation. And that's being real with ourselves and not faking it with ourselves. And it's hard sometimes when we're in a world where a lot of people are faking it, that we have to ask this question, what do I want? What do I actually want? And you'll be amazed so many people that I ask that question. So what do you want out of your career? What do you want from your life? And they hesitate. They don't have the answer because if we don't have the clarity and we don't have the direction, then we're not going to have the career we want. And we're going to end up in that 85% figure of people who are unhappy in what they do because they have a job as opposed to a career. That's very true, isn't it? And I think that's really interesting. People do hesitate because it's almost too big, isn't it? So we avoid thinking about it. And I think part of this is your accountability coaching. What does that involve? With accountability, people can sometimes think they can get that with a friend or a family member. That's all well and good, but it only lasts so long. When you're doing accountability coaching, it's basically holding that person to account where we agree a deliverable, where we set a target. But then we have a time deadline to hit that target and holding you to account to that target. Because there are two types of people in life. There are the one type of person that wings it and they will only hit a certain level. And there is the second type that can set goals, but they're not very good at setting deadlines to achieving those goals. So it's one thing setting goals, typically maybe New Year's Eve, where we think, all right, in the new year, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. And I think something around the stats, say by the middle of January, most of those go by the wayside. So it's about holding you to account to short-term goals, medium-term goals, and what a long-term vision that you have, having that self-responsibility, because if we don't have accountability, if we don't have self-responsibility, then goals will always remain goals, but they'll never turn into actual results. Generally speaking now, when it comes to people's careers, people's jobs, where do you think most people usually go wrong? A lot of people, they live a life of what other people's values are or what other people's limitations are. And it's that generational trauma that gets handed down. So they have these self-limiting beliefs. So they don't ever think they're good enough. For example, I went to a state school and my teachers, when I still want to be a lawyer, then you think you should settle maybe for a job here working for the council or something like that. If you don't, aim high and you don't have those dreams because everything starts out with a dream doesn't it in turning it into actual reality Hmm. then those self-limiting beliefs and a lot of people the biggest problem is and the biggest obstacle is themselves and getting out of the way of themselves to achieve what they want to achieve everyone has a talent but the reason why most people don't fulfill it is they don't number one they don't know their worth and number two, don't optimize it. It's no use being the world's best kept secret. 
especially in this day and age where a lot of the emphasis is on discoverability, having some you know, personal brand, being out there. With so many people, when it comes to their mindset, if their mindset's not right in going about achieving that career or they don't have that right sense of where they're going, then they get sucked. So I come in, get that clarity, get that direction and actually quantify what they want with bespoke action plans. Because what I find in life, so many people talk a good game and in the end, the follow through is lacking. And I'm a great believer, it's the actions that define us all in the end. And it's the actions that I concentrate on with people in terms of doing because Talk is cheap. It's all about what you're going to do in quantifiable actions. We see so many people and we hear of so many people in the military who really struggle leaving the armed forces and finding a job on Civvy Street. What would your advice be to them? There are certain sectors that actually really look out for people who have come from that background, military-wise. The reason for that is they have discipline, they have a sense of structure, they have that sense of consistency to them, that work ethic, generally speaking. So people think, actually, I, I, I want to maybe look at someone who's done that before. So certain so sectors may be like in um, security, like sometimes financial services as well. They're, they're very much drawn to that. So I would say, first and foremost, you need to do a CV audit, a LinkedIn audit, and you need to do yourself a career audit. And if you don't have a certain qualification, then try to get some certifications. So if you're looking against the world of IT, maybe disaster recovery, security, all those kind of things. Look at what uh, certifications you can get to get you an opportunity. And then fundamentally, look at network, look at networking your networks, because we all have a sphere of influence, but get outside of that sphere of influence and actually look at people that you can reach out to and turn those contacts into relationships. That's a really good point because I know a lot of veterans that we have on that have their own businesses now have spoken about how much their network has helped them. And I think what we all forget is that people do actually like to help. We don't like to ask for help, but we like to give it. Some really good points there, Johnny. Thank you so much for joining us on the show. You're welcome. And remember, help is the bravest word in the English dictionary. We all need to get good at that.